Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Positivity. Parsivity, 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 Hi, good evening, Adam. How are you today? Yeah, all good. All good, cheers. All good. How are you? You are you all right? I'm sorry? So, I'm, I'm all good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I'm, I can hear you fine. Now. Yeah, yeah, I'm all good. I'm, I'm fine. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for asking. So, how is the weather there today? Today, it's the, you know, 50 days of lockdown in India now. Oh, wow. So... That's that's the that's the biggest point point of concern now where people are thinking when they want to get out of home. Mm. How about there? Um, yeah, the weather's weather's quite nice where I am today um, in Cornwall at the minute, and uh, our kind of uh, restrictions have kind of been eased eased a little bit. Um, so we'll see how long that lasts for um, if things go well. But um, you're allowed to, I think, see someone from another household. If you socially distance, I think um, they've they've opened up uh, golf clubs um, and a few things like that. So they're just kind of uh, easing it a little bit. But there's a lot of confusion with the prime minister because he he was saying, you know, if you need to go to work, use public transport. If you if you if that's your only method, but advising people not to go to work if they can't. <laughs> so it's like a mixed message. Um, a lot of people confused. So like we talked last week about mental illness. Now, I just read it on BBC today, uh, the, the newspaper that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that people are getting mentally ill now, uh, you know, all around the world. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, I think it's because of, you know, all of this happening. You know, um, people have been afraid, you know, a lot of fear. Yeah, lot all of, fear. of a sudden, that's the reason, yeah. 
Adam, that's the reason we picked up this topic of fear. And now, while we are in touch, while we are reading and uh, watching things on the television, mm. what we realize is that, you know, everybody is fearful. What do you say? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Like, um, I, I'd say some people are more scared than others. I think, mm-hmm. you know, to some some degree, we are all kind of, you know, experiencing some kind of level of anxiety with it. Because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's no vaccine yet. And there's, you know, the, the media published that people can die from it. So, you know, nobody wants to die. So there's that element. Of, so you know, is this the fear? I mean, the topic we picked up, mm-hmm. is this fear to die? Fear to be alone? I, fear to, you know, you know mm-hmm. for a lot of things, fear for doing anything. I mean, trying anything out of the box. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, fear as a whole, really. Um, because there's so many links to fear, like you said, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think fear, you know, it can have lots of different effects and I think it can prevent people from, uh, taking action. Um, you know, it Mm -hmm. takes people out of the moment there, you know, with fear, sorry. As in, if we are fearful for everything happening in the world, all of a sudden, Mm. every day is a new day. We hear something different. I mean, news coming up from around the corners of the world. And, you know, I, I, I saw on, you know, something on television last night that, you know, gasoline is out in one, in one of the countries in South America. I mean, a doctor had to sleep in his car all night and had to perform a rectal, uh, you know, surgery in the morning. Oh. Just imagine what's happening. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, it's a tough situation in some parts of the world, you know, tougher than uh, other countries. Uh, every day, I mean, every day people are being more fearful and, you know, just imagine what happens if somebody takes away your cell phone today. I mean, everybody's addicted to the cell phone, right? I was reading about this this as well. Mm. No more phobia, like, you know, fear to lose an access to your phone. I mean, what happens if somebody takes your phone away? Just imagine the kind of addiction the phone and we human beings are. What will happen, Adam? Yeah. Um, I've, I've experienced that myself. I've lost my phone sometimes. I don't know where it is. And, um, you know, it's like, yeah, we're, we're kind of so reliant on our devices because they, they contain so much of our information. They have lots of our social contacts. Adam, did you panic? Like, where's my phone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, okay. you know, a hit of anxiety. Uh, it's like if, if you lose your wallet. Um, yeah. I mean, phone has taken more importance than a wallet. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, you know, mobile phones, you can, you know, I've got my, my bank card on my phone, so I can use it to buy things. Everyone does. So it's, um, yeah, there's a definitely a lot of anxiety and fear through, you know, like, you can't find your phone and through not being able to use it. Like a lot of kids who are addicted to uh, their devices and the phone. If... Yeah. I mean, have you seen mothers feeding their kids while they watch, you know, some sort of things on YouTube on their uh, smartphones? I mean, that is a wrong message that this, we are giving to the society. I mean, kids are getting addicted to cell phones when they are kids. Mm. I mean, eventually the demand of asking for a new phone or a phone will increase as the age progresses. I mean, in class five or standard five, they'll ask for phones. Don't you think so? 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. And um, I I think it's wrong, you know, like young kids are given device. I mean, this is my opinion. Everyone's going to, you know, think differently. But I think it's it's a bit of a risk. Yeah, it's a personal, a personal, you know, uh, conversation. So it's like, but it's, it's, it's there. Everybody's seeing it, that it exists, mm. you know, in this society. It's right there, man. I mean, kids are having an access to devices at a very young age, which is not right. I mean, this never happened before. Mm. And what's going to happen in the future? Can you predict the future? What's going to happen? I, I think it's going to increase. I think, yeah. you know, like we were seeing how it is now. It's very rare. I mean, I've worked in restaurants and hotels, so I've seen a lot of people, families come in with their kids. And uh, you see them like give the phones to the kids and they are busy eating and talking? Is it yeah. Strange? Yeah. I've seen okay. I've seen two extremes to be honest. I've seen where, you know, families have come in and they've given their kid their iPad or their phone and then the mum and dad are on their phone. Or so 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 does it mean like if we snatch away the phone from the kid's hand, the kid will start crying. Yeah, it's. I've seen it many times, and it's it's an addiction <clears throat> because it's an addiction. Uh, you know. So, fear of not having that phone is nomophobia. Um, I, I would say it's become. Uh, yeah, I think it's something that we're automatically unaware of. Mm-hmm. It's something that we rely on so much, and. We're not even, we're not like, we're not aware that we're addicted to our phone, if that makes sense. Absolutely, yes. Nobody accepts it. Uh, what do you do? Like, let me ask you this question. What do you do when you wake up in the morning? Do you touch your phone immediately or you plan your day and then you touch your phone? I, I'd say nine times out of ten, I probably go for my phone. Okay. Uh, so here we go. I mean, imagine the conversation gets so you know lively that we have live experiences from our own lives mm. Right? Mm. i mean we don't have to you know relate it to anybody else like this is what fear is i mean like today fear has become a word that exists in i i think in everybody in every house and uh, it's it's hard to accept but then you start you start realizing that you're fearful for things and then you become you know you have anxiety and you become stressed and you know, mm. and that's one thing we, we, we talked in our past conversations as well, that you need to talk out. I mean, fear, I think a solution to fear is, is talking out what's wrong with you, correct? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I massively think you're right. And I think, you know, from my own experiences of having anxiety and, you know, fear in the past, what helped me, I mean, everyone is different, but what helped me was talking, you know, talking about it. And... um you know, fear fear can, you know, sap and drain your energy. It can stop you from doing things. Um, it, it, it can stem from a lot of stuff. It can stem from past experiences, like something bad might have happened. And then you've developed, people develop beliefs about a situation about, or about themselves. So they then don't want to go into that situation again, if that makes sense. So they're scared. Um, mm-hmm. It's quite, it's quite um, a big... Uh, factor that's connected to so many different things and like you said with a smartphone and, and technology people um, are getting in their comfort zone because they're staying at home they're staring at screens um, they're, they're engaging more socially probably on the phone than they are in real life so then they're lacking confidence 
and scared mm-hmm. about talking to people. Mm-hmm. So how 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 do people get over this fear? I mean, you know, you're fearful for things. How do we get over it? Mm. Because fear is eating the society, and we know it, and we still avoid it. And so, how do we find a way out of it? Do you think fear is going to lead to more of anxiety, more of stress? I mean, tomorrow we are going for a new beginning. We have a different kind of world in front of us, and then if we are fearful about things, we come out of our homes being fearful. How would it affect somebody? What is it? The way out of it? How do we get out of this term called fear from our lives when we get out of lockdown? That's a good question. Um... I I would say probably, you know, reassuring ourselves that mm-hmm. you know we're we're okay. Um, you know, maybe it, it it depends where we are. I think, isn't it? Like, um, I you know, if you're in a busy place, you're going to be more scared if you're in a busy place compared to somewhere where it's not as busy. Um, yeah, some. People- of even talking at public places at restaurants they're ordering something or anywhere i mean people have a lot of different you know different kind of fears mm. and so it's it's hard to you know you find out what to do with it so what do you suggest i mean do we think do you think that if we talk out you know if we express mm. and share this out with somebody like your friend i mean people don't go to their parents just like that uh, you know, difference in India and then where you're sitting in the UK. Mm. So I think friends could be a good solution out of it. Did you get out of it by speaking uh, with somebody, or did you find a solution by yourself to your fear? Uh, me, I, I kind of uh, a little bit by myself. It's like I kind of, you know, figured it out what it was mm-hmm. and processed it, and then I then I had to see you know like a therapist and talk. I had to see a therapist. Yeah. Didn't you discuss it? parents or your, your girlfriend or your friend or somebody um it was quite a few years ago i think i was about 13 14 okay, but, so that was at a very young yeah young younger age so i i you know i spoke about it to my my, my parents my family um not necessarily my friends at the time but um mm-hmm. that, you know it took time and i and i worked through it and um it's on the, i think it's understanding you know once you understand what it is and uh how how your mind works and how you're thinking and your behavior you can then begin to understand it because a lot of the time like when i was fearful or had anxiety i i would fight Mm -hmm. it you i would fight it and that that makes it that made it worse for me um but you know some some sometimes if someone's scared i don't of going into a certain situation, sometimes it's best to just do it and to face it head on. And then you, you realize that everything is okay. Um, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I would say that, you know, people are also fearful of trying new things. I mean, they're addicted or used to the same schedule of their lives. It's something out of a routine. They just carry on with it without any change. And, uh, you know, why, why, the, why are people fearful of trying new things out of the box? And especially mm. in these lockdown days, what do you suggest? I and mean, what, what, what do people do? Um, you mean fearful to like, you mean in this current situation or just in general? 
people doing things. Careful, right? Yeah. You even do things out of the box. I mean, regular schedule. If you see somebody is waking up at nine o'clock, they do not want to do, you know, to wake up at six o'clock in the morning, change the schedule. Even that's a sort of, you know, you know, different. I, mm. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, I, I think like you said, people get comfortable. People get comfortable and used, and they feel sick. For comfort zone, mm. you want in it. You don't want to come out of it. Is it like that? Yeah, I would say so. It's breaking that routine and it's pushing yourself uh, to do something new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that might be exercise or getting up early, like you said, or it could, it could be, you know, going to a job interview or, try, you know, trying something new. Um, and we we tend to, like, think about, you know, what, what, what if, what if this happens? So there's a lot of uh, irrational thinking. And mm-hmm. that, that could be down to, you know, self-belief, uh, mm-hmm. negative thoughts, which kind mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, make us talk ourselves out of doing it because we, we worry about the outcome, the outcome of it even before we try it. Yeah, absolutely. We, we are worried about the outcome before we try it. I think this is very rightly said. Um, yeah, and that's, you know, the actor Will Smith, he, he did a video and he was talking about... Uh, jumping out of an airplane and he said before the, the, the night before he said he couldn't sleep he said he was thinking about oh my god what am I doing so he, he was experiencing all these different thoughts and emotions the, the uh-huh. day before and then he said once he actually did it you know he was flying you know he's, he's, you're flying he said um, and all of that worry and all those thoughts just kind of diminished Mean to say, you mean to say he got over his fear, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he pushed through his fear, but he was saying basically... Everybody, everybody should analyze and, you know, understand their fear and get over it, I think, by themselves. I think, you know, this is the best example you put, put on today, that, you know, by yourself, if you get over your, your own fear, is the best way out of it. What do you say? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, it's a really beneficial way to you know gain clarity and uh bring yourself back into the moment because it's almost like if you're like like for me my my fear was triggered by uh crowds and crowds of people mm-hmm. and um and and i used to worry about i think what other people would think of me you know mm-hmm. um, yeah. I had a fear of talking in public, but I, mm. I broke that fear in college when I yeah. I'm in the university elections mm. uh, when I was a part of it. So, you know, it, it is our brain which calculates and, and, and tells us everything. So why don't we try to, you know, make our brain function like we want it to function and get over mm. this fear? Why not play with our brain, you know, instruct to get over this mm. fear? And then you come mm. out of it like a better human being, right? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think, like, we should just kind of, you know, push, go through the motions and, and, and accept whatever we're feeling. Yeah. And, mm. you know, to, to question, you know, what it is. Why am I feeling this? What, you know, what do I need to do? And, yeah. We can um, get by ourselves and working hard on it and understanding mm. and accepting your fear 
and working to get over it by your own self. I mean, self-belief mm. is a very, it's, it's a key to get a, getting over one's fear, I believe, right? Yeah. Okay. And so positive like we'll on to our next, uh, next uh, you know, topic that we Yeah, of course. About. Yeah. So this is yeah. related, like, you know, fear, active listening. If we, we you know, if, if we, we're talking to somebody, how does a conversation change? Now, how, how hmm. does active listening plays a role in our communication skills and passing on a message, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, like example, if we are talking to a client in a meeting and if the client is not listening to us, do you think we'll get the deal? Um, I think if, if somebody isn't listening, mm -hmm. I, it kind of automatically makes you feel like you're not important. Yeah. Or, or what you're selling isn't important, you yeah. know, vice, vice versa. That means that either the way to put it up was not right, yeah? Or, mm. you know, there was no eye contact because active listening, when somebody speaks, we, we should have the tendency to be very attentive because if we are attentive, you know, we can listen to what, what's, what the person is saying and come to one agreement right mm, yeah and if we lose eye contact yeah. like a lot of things you know in, in many in many scenarios like you know if you have an argument at home if somebody is not actively listening if you're not having an eye contact do you think there'll be a solution out of it i i think it decreases the chances of it uh -huh. um i think i mean you know from from personal experience and working with people where you know, I've been trying to teach somebody something or show someone something in a certain job and they haven't listened, you know, through, like you said, eye contact. Eye contact's a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, body language. Yeah. Um, it, it's all interlinked, isn't it? Body language, tonality of your voice. Um, and people responding in a certain way and... Um, like you said, if you're if you're having a business deal with somebody and they're not looking at you or um, their body language is a certain way, it all kind of it's all nonverbal communication, isn't it? That make make you think differently. There's a lack of confidence in that conversation. Mm. Yeah. So I believe you know active listening is a very important tool in communication because if somebody's telling you something, you have to listen. You have to give your ears. And then you have to analyze. You don't have to disrespect that person as well, right? Because a lot of people, when you're talking to them, they're looking, you know, the decor of the house. They are lost somewhere else. Something else is going on. <laughs> so that yeah. helps the person in front of you. So active listening is a very important key. What do you say? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think I, I'm, a, you know, I'm guilty like in the past. Mm -hmm. I I would uh, you know filter out why what, what I wanted to hear if that made sense. Okay. Like mm -hmm. I I would I wouldn't actively listen. I would somebody would be talking or I'd be watching something and I, I would filter what I wanted to hear from what they were saying. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't really like listening. Mm -hmm. And then it's only until I you know when I did my life coaching course we kind of learn how to actively listen you know to to a client. Mm -hmm. uh, and it really makes you think like about your listening skills and 
I think as well, you know, with this podcast and us talking to each other and listening, we're, you know, almost actively listening to one another now. Yeah. So it's important. It's, it's really important. It's, it, by actively listening, I'm trying to imagine your you know, entire conversation. Our entire conversation is an imagination right now, and I'm trying to be a part of that imagination. So actively, actively mm. listening helps you be a part of that entire discussion. So while you're telling me things, I'm trying to imagine my presence there. So if I'm actively listening, I can be a part of your conversation, and I don't judge you there. And then we, we go on with that conversation and make it more interesting. What if I, was, I wasn't listening to you and I was doing something else? So you would lose interest. I would lose interest. The conversation goes over and the podcast, podcast goes over, right? And to make it more interesting, we are trying to listen to each other carefully. So this is a, this is a live example to our listeners. How important, how important is active listening, right? Yeah, I, you know, I, I completely... You know, agree, and I think it's it is so important. And like you said, um, you know, this is a perfect example of you know active act listening, you know, live, mm -hmm. and you know, listening into what the other person is saying, and like you said, almost um, imagining that the other person is there and really getting a feel for them and what they're saying. Yeah, and um, I, you know, I think it's it's something because. A lot is happening in in society, you know, up till now. Um, there's a lot of distractions, so I think a lot of people aren't listening because they're they might be thinking of a new TV program, or or um, they might be going on an app on their phone, like you know. Mm -hmm. So, it but active listening, it's um, you know, so it's an important life skill, isn't it? It's not something that's taught to us, I don't think. I'll give you a very good example. Imagine there is a child in the house and you're trying to teach that child and he's not listening to you. You get irritated, right? Yeah. And if that child is attentive, actively listening, he tries to solve his problems by himself next time. Mm. Yeah, because you guided him, you understood the situation, whatever the problem is, and next time he makes an attempt. So again, the child has to actively listen. You know, he has to actively listen to what yeah. they're saying the parents they're saying. So it plays an important role everywhere. I mean, even in organizations, in offices, active listening makes you know, uh, you know, a lot of problem problem free free communications and error free decisions. Mm. Right? Like in in offices, when people when your employees are listening carefully, they do the job properly. Right? They make less errors. Yeah, I... Imagine if your employees or your team members are in the hospitality industry, as you said, you were working, uh, you're a part of it. Yeah. You have to listen to that instructions carefully. If they don't listen, they make mistakes. So again, there are errors everywhere. So active listening helps making things error-free. Hmm. I, I agree. And, you know, I've, you know, we've all made mistakes and I've, there's been times, you know, a few years ago, I, I've made mistakes because I, I didn't listen properly and, um, you, you know, you make, you make mistakes and I think sometimes, you know, you have to learn because it feels terrible to make those mistakes and then to let people down. Um, so, you know, like I think sometimes when you, you kind of just reach a point where you're like, you know, things need to change. I don't, I don't need to yeah. carry on this way. Adam is that you're done. You're accepting the fact 
you're accepting it. And that's like being a very good human being. I mean, you know, you're actually, you know, you've mm. accepted the fact that in the past you did not actively listen. Even I was one of them. At times I did not listen to many things. But then I analyzed myself, mm. you know, I should be a better listener. Listen well, I respond well. I'm... Mm. Right? And then the person will. Yeah, this is okay. No, that's exactly it. And like, you know, like you said, uh, in teams of people like officers or hospitality um, or even the military, you know, like you're, especially in the military, if you're not actively listening to Others, yeah. what's being said, like people could probably lose their lives, you know. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's quite, it's quite important. And if, and if people are listening in the workplace, they're going to, do their do- job more effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can probably feel more confident as a boss because people are listening to what you're saying. Do you think the conversation should be crisp so that somebody actively listens to you? A lot of people talks, you know, in, in big paragraphs, you know, very detailed. Is it that it makes people lose interest? Rather, people like crisp conversations, you know, message to be given in small, small, you know, small sentences. Do you think... This is a way out for people to act. I, I, f- I think that's a really good point, and I think that I've, I've had, um, I've been to presentations where people are talking, and like you said, if someone's voice is very monotone and just talking and talking and talking, um, or, or what I notice as well, if they're talking. Okay. And they and they say um, um, a lot, like pauses. Uh-huh. It kind of makes you think that they don't know what they're talking yeah. about. So you're you're then thinking, "Well, why should I listen to this person if they almost don't know what they're talking about?" If you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Right, right. You know, like you said, if somebody's giving a speech or presentation and they're very crisp or very um, to the point. Wait. Yeah, but you know, so to, yeah, yeah, to the point, to the point, a certain voice. Then I think people are going to actively listen a lot more. Mm-hmm. Even in schools, you know, in schools and universities, you know, students have to actively listen when they are who are sitting at the mm-hmm. bench. They do well because they actively listen well. Correct. To the last bench, yeah. What the teacher is talking, they haven't heard anything. Now, if you haven't heard anything, how would you understand a thing? Yeah, that's that's a that's a really good point because I remember if if I was sat at the front, I I loved physics, okay. and I used to always sit at the front of my physics class, and yeah, you know, I'd enjoy it and I'd learn a lot. Whereas, like you said, if I sat at the back, mm-hmm. I would probably mess around or get distracted or something like that. All the distractions are after three, third or fourth, you know, benches, correct? Yeah, I'd say so. And I think you, you feel like you're less uh, noticed if you're at the back. You can probably get away with doing more yeah, things. So it, it, active listening, it starts from home, from your kids, to their schools and university, to offices, right? to marriages. When there is argument in a marriage, you have to actively listen to your partner. To anything, to hmm. you have to actively listen to the lawyer, to the judge. Right. So anywhere and mm. everywhere, you have to actively listen. If you're going to a 
a shop or a mall, if you're not listening and if you're not saying properly or speaking properly, nobody can explain you what the product is. Even you have to understand the specification of a product, you have to listen properly, right? If somebody tries to sell, sell you an yeah. iPhone 11 without this specification in India, nobody buys it, right? So we, are, we have to <laughs> actively listen because we like listening. That's how our brain functions. We listen, we calculate, and then we answer, and then we talk out, right? So if you're not listening, you won't respond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a, um... a link. I mean, communication, it's not just about talking. It's about listening. It's about listening to the person, responding to that person, and in a proper way, and at the end, you're a better speaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is our live experiences we've discussed today. I hope this is a good one, and it's a pretty crisp one, so that people, you know, they, they, they want to hear more from us. What do you say, Adam? Yeah, no, I massively agree, and I think... Um, I hope you... You know, with our are we improving day by day? Yeah, yeah, massively. I, I totally agree. Um I think, you know, we do really good podcasts and provide really good value and I think we're very concise in what we say and you know, we've got a good rapport and connect really well. And I think, you know, I, I completely listen to you and I feel like, you know, I, I've grown from doing this with you. Um I must say such an, such an opportunity that you've given me. I'm trying to work on my active listening skills and communication skills while I talk to you. So everybody yes, what? like an English man, right? So let let me try those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish, no, of course. I wish you a very good evening ahead, and I'm looking forward to our next podcast so that it yeah, of course, interesting and. We should be experts in talking to ourselves and set an example of what active listening is, right? Mm, yeah. No, I, I, I think you're completely right, and it's, it's you know, it's a ongoing journey, isn't it? You know, we that we work on and can help other people work I'm on. I'm happy. I'm happy. That, I thought, I'm happy that we can talk so much, and then we can let our yeah. listeners listen to you know our live experiences. Mm. Maybe they might learn something out of it, and if they benefit out of it, I think that's achievement for us yeah no that's it and that's what it's all about isn't yeah. it it's about yeah, you know growing ourselves and helping others no and you you take you take care as yeah, well Adam, you take care have a good evening ahead and looking forward to talk to you again yeah you too okay. take stay, care yeah, stay safe bye-bye right. Hi, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for listening to the podcast. You can also check out the podcast on YouTube at The Party City Podcast. You can also check out my Instagram at ParCity94, where I put lots of podcast clips and snippets and a lot more content as well. I really appreciate you supporting me in my podcast and supporting me in my content. It really, really means a lot. Any feedback, any questions, any queries, 
you can email me at thepartnercitypodcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and connecting. Take care.